2: Welcome to the program. I don't know if you just had a really, really hard, but brief rain shower, but we did right here and we're praying for no technical issues like we had yesterday. Hi, I'm Ron Arbaugh, the pastor of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is The Word to Stand On for Life, a radio program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, life questions, pretty much anything that's on your heart or mind will do the best that we can. You need only to call us, 210 210- That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app and send your questions in that way. If you're driving in your car, the safest way to call us, use the free KSLR mobile app and you use your hands-free feature of the phone and you will be connected directly to our studio producer. One more time, our main number is 340 because it's Thursday. This is the date day edition, which means beautiful Paula is live in studio with me. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome to hanging out with me all day. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before we get started, let me give people a prayer update on Kuka. Okay. Uh, Paula and I went to visit Kuka in the hospital today. She is the lady that we asked you to pray about. and um, It's sort of a good news, bad news thing. It, it's clear that she's going to go be with Jesus very, very soon. And uh, we wanted to see her uh, one last time. This woman has been such an influence in our lives and uh Um, You know, it's impossible to to overstate how much we're going to miss her. That's the role she's been in our church for 22 years. I was teasing the church one day said, I've known Kuka since she was 70. (laughs) And uh, um, she's just been such a blessing to so many of us. And we get to see her today. She knew that we were there and she reacted uh, emotionally to it. And she cried and we cried. Uh, but uh, I would ask for your continued prayers, not for Kuka. She wants to go be with Jesus. She's ready. Uh, but um, for the family and the people that are there, it's been a really difficult, um, now more than a week um, long thing, and uh, it's just hard to see somebody who's in that kind of of uh, a circumstance, somebody that you love so much, and she is really ready to go be with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Paula, uh, you were you were playing a couple of songs for her.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh Actually, Belia said, uh, "Paula, uh, why don't you sing a song? You know, because uh, Kuka was thinking. You know, when she goes home, she would like to be going out with with music. You know, yeah, it. <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's so bizarre because I know a lot of songs, couldn't think of one. And so what I did was I put on because uh, I put on last night's worship set because the whole time. In worship last night, I had to keep shaking myself um, to, you know, look to Jesus. But I kept during worship thinking about Kuka. And there were several of the songs that just was so for her. And so today, when they, when Velia said that, I was like, oh, I know what I'll do. So I put on last night's um, worship set and draw me close to you was the one in particular that you were saying she should hear too. So um we played a couple of the songs, and of course it's Jocelyn singing them, and uh, Kuka seemed to kind of settle down, and she turned her face towards the music. Um, it, it was just really sweet, and I know, I'm sure, you know, we are praying under our breath, Lord, right now while this music is going, would be a really sweet time for you to send your angel and just go ahead and take her out of here, you know, there's tubes everywhere, and I just hate that, but... Um, it was it was neat to be there, and you know sometimes we get like modern technology, and you got cell phones and that all that stuff. But yet today, that cell phone really came in in uh, handy to be able to go to our website and bring up the worship. You know, of last night,
2: it was really sweet. And, and she started crying when, mm-hmm. when the worship songs mm-hmm. came on. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'd talk to her briefly about, you know, at any moment, the angel is going to come and take you to be with Jesus. And yeah. I know that's what you want. Yeah. She and I had spoken about this oh, yeah. before. And, and um, you know, it's, it's sad for us because she's become such a big part of our lives for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this wasn't a, an older woman who sort of um, faded away. Nope. She was a perfect illustration <laughs> of, of uh, Paul when he said, never be lacking in zeal, but always keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Yeah. And she did. i you, was a four o'clock in the morning riser uh-huh. and she would start praying and she <laughs> prayed all day. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, we didn't go to um,
3: Calvary Chapel Reynosa this year. We would have been going had they kept their women's retreat in October. Uh, we would have been able to maybe go unless they did it the new week of joy of Jesus, but, um, it, they put it in May this year. Well, for the two previous years, it was in October and Kuka was there with us both <laughs> years. And the first year that we went, um, you know, there's such a high respect and I love that for the older people, um, in Mexico and, um, to end their retreat, they asked Kuka, would she sing a song? She knew exactly the <laughs> song she was going to sing, and uh, you know, uh, today we found out uh, what uh, her husband used to call her "puny." You know, because she's a little woman. She, uh, you know, I, I look really big next to Kuka. <laughs> anyway, so uh, puny body, but huge voice. And at that time, what she's either eighty-nine or ninety. I don't know exactly, but what, what how old she was at that time. But she stood up. and belted out five different verses. I mean, and the people there, so many of them, the older ones especially, remembered the song. I mean, it's all in Spanish, you know, so I don't know exactly what she's singing, but the Holy Spirit surely did. And there was a couple of times, you know, Corazon, I know that means heart. Yeah. So it was just amazing. And then last two years, um yeah, no, last year, October, um, she goes again and she knows we got to there's quite a bit of walking that we do. She's like, I got a cane. <laughs> 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 I have you guys. Nothing held her back and she wasn't afraid. She just. God's given me, uh, in fact, he said, God's given me a gift. And when she was there, I think the first year. She was wondering, but why am I here? And come to find out, she had ladies who were sitting around her at her table that she was able to witness to and lead to the Lord. And it was just an amazing, she's just an amazing woman. You know, been praying, like I said, I think a couple of weeks ago, been praying for in her Mexico, family forever. In
2: Mexico, this younger lady sat at her feet sort of like she was Yoda. Yeah, you know, with, Yeah. You know. a lot of wisdom. I mean, see, loving again, the Lord, serving the Lord for... You mentioned that in, in Mexico, they really honor and respect the elders. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, you know, they didn't treat her like, oh, why are you here? Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't teach us anything. Yeah. They wanted to hear what she had to oh, say. Oh, my
3: goodness, yes. And
2: for such a time as this, she's mm-hmm. she, uh, been a, a great, great, great joy. And yeah. um, we're going to miss her. Yeah, And yet, uh, heaven... Can't wait for her. Yeah, so.
3: I, I'm excited. I'm more excited for her than I am sad for myself at this point. Uh, before, you know, thinking about this surgery, I was more more sad for her, I think. No, more sad for me. Because I was thinking, what if she doesn't make it, you know, kind of thing. Um, but now I'm more, sad, more happy for her than I am sad for me. That she gets to get, see Jesus real soon. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for
2: her. I leaned over and whispered in her ear. I said, you know... Uh, Kuka, when you when you see Jesus, mm-hmm. put in a word for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's been doing that for all these years. She's been as faithful as anybody else praying for me. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's just a really, really good thing. I also got to tell her about the good report we had on yep. my heart uh, yep. uh, uh, this week, and and uh, she responded to that. <laughs> so she, as soon as we got in there, she she knew she knew, she knew you were there. And, oh, yeah, and she knew we were there. Yeah. So.
3: And the other thing you said, I heard you say this, Pastor. Rob. Kuka, when you get there, can you tell Jesus to hurry up and come back? Yeah, come quickly. I'm ready, to <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, talking about a race well run. Mm. She's the one I would, you know, if you had a poster child for that, she's the one I would, I would have that picture.
2: She's fought the good fight. She's finished the race, oh, yeah. and now there is in store for her a crown of righteousness. Yeah,
3: and it was really kind of a, a cool thing to think of, too, because... Um, Bailey, her daughter, is there, and, and she gets to talk to every nurse or doctor that comes in because Kuka had already told them, I'm going to be praying for all of you for the week prior to her surgery because you're special. And I was thinking, yeah, they're special because they get to work on this special one named Kuka, um, but that they're special because Jesus placed them in Kuka's heart to pray for, and she wants everybody to know her Jesus. And... um uh, to come to a saving faith, and so this whole family is just rightly representing um, this whole time.
2: It's, it's yeah, been... and on the way to the hospital, you noticed a, a lady sitting alone in a room, and said, "Let's go in and talk with her." And That's Patty. Patty, and we had a, a, a heart transplant two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and she looked like she was doing pretty well. Yeah, and uh, so we got a chance to talk to her. She was a believer, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, that was a cool thing. Yeah.
3: So it was, you know, that what you always say, Pastor Ron. You say, "Okay, Lord." day of my own, my, my free will, I choose to serve you, not by power, not by my. And then you go on to say, okay, so what about me? What about today? Well, what about you? And what about today? We got to, well, we went to breakfast and our waitress was kind of sick. And so we get to pray for her. And I said, you want my extra vitamin C? I mean, there's always those little teeny things. We have people at the restaurant now, more so than ever before, who have to hug us. And kiss us. Some we don't even know their names for sure until we get the bill. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's who that is. Um, and then we go to the hospital. And uh, just to be able to go by, this is what you've been praying for a lot of years. Lord, give me that gift. I don't need to have any any accolades from it. But as I walk through the halls, just heal this one and heal that one, that they just rise up from their sick beds, not knowing that, in, not, not knowing that you might have prayed for them, you
2: know, Paula, if if we are available, every single day is an opportunity to share Jesus, to share uh, His heart through us. Um, all we have to do is be available mm-hmm. and, and and look for the opportunities. And every day, yeah, is an opportunity. We've been going same restaurant for what nineteen years, at least. And and we go, we leave. They say, see you Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> But, but because of the consistency and just the, the way we've seen people and things change, um, we've earned the right to, to share into their lives. And they seek us out rather than the other way around. It they
3: call us, well, they call me, Mama, <clears throat> or Paula, of course. And they call you, you they call you Ron, um, Oh, you know, they know, (laughs) you know, really, we've been there a thousand years, I guess.
2: It's really a cool thing. Yeah. And before we we, uh, turn over to you, Paula, uh, two other uh, surgeries, uh, Jim, uh, we heard your surgery didn't go as well as planned. I hope you're able to be listening today. I know you normally listen to the show. Uh, We have been praying for you Mm -hmm. and we'll keep praying for you. And we're going to have Steve and Linda from our hospital visitation ministry come and see us. So. God bless you, and uh, I pray that uh, things get fixed quickly. And mm-hmm. for Gary, thank you for the update we got just before we went on air. That your surgery went well, mm-hmm. An uneventful surgery is a perfect surgery. Mm-hmm. And it went well, and you've gone through a really difficult time for the last...
3: Um, yeah, it's been a little bit. couple months? I guess. He would be able to tell us. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and Life is a blur yeah. to us. And uh, and now it looks like you've gotten through it, and you're at the end. So thank you very very much, and for for letting us know as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, Paula, let me give a phone number again because we'd love any live calls and questions. Three four zero ninety five eighty five, or toll free eight seven seven six three zero five seven five seven. Paula, what's on your heart today?
3: Well, um, first I thought it was sweet that Reuben of Seguin asked if I was here on Tuesday, you know. Um, and yes, sweetheart, we will remember your surgery next Thursday, a week from today, next Thursday is your surgery. And so oh, we pray um, the doctors have wisdom and skill. And, uh, of course, that the Lord is the surgeon and that he would heal you quickly and that you would be able to um, return to some semblance of normalcy your legs not hurting and and able to, to move. And so there's a lot of people praying for you, Ruben. And thank you for the privilege of being able to pray. We will lift you up this coming Saturday at our corporate church prayer. And so you will have lots and lots of people praying for you. Um, And this small group of listeners that are listening to my voice, even now (laughs) a little bit bigger than our Saturday prayer group. (laughs) Um, Sweet Summer Devotions has come to an end, Pastor Ron, for this year. We have finished and we finished with Alicia uh, Brown and she shared, um, you know, her, her story of how she was raised. Um, and, and a couple of things that I, I wrote down or I underlined that she said was we must we must have faith to place our lives and our wills in his hand. Um, we are being observed by many, but mostly by God. And you know, that just be with Jesus all the time because he, um, you know, we walk arm in arm with him and he's very proud of us. And like, it's like whether you're a man or a woman, this is my bride, my woman on my arm kind of a thing. And, and, And he's very, very pleased with us. Um, And so we're being observed by many, but mostly by God as we live our life. Um, She was talking about trials and trusting in those trials, equaling sanctification, allowing him to make us into his image and that the things that happen in our lives uh, happen for and with a purpose. Um, And so she did share that, um, I guess we can... We can share it now because everybody knows, because you shared it, that she does have cancer. And um, uh, when she was first getting the test done, it kind of stunned her. Um, She wasn't so anxious, but she was very concerned and didn't quite know what to do. So I have this. Now, what do I do? And so she said the Lord took her to Psalm um, 25, verses 4 and 5. Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow lead me by your truth and teach me for you are the God who saves me all day long. I put my hope in you. And that's a continual reminder. We have to all day long, put our hope in him because he alone, even like we heard last night's study, he alone is the one who can save. He created everything. He knows everything. He'll never leave us or forsake us. Um, And so her hope is in Jesus. Alone, And she used one of my lines. She says, she's now practicing hands down, heart open. (laughs) You know, hands down, heart open. Lord, use me as you will. Um, Another one that I I underlined was, trusting God is giving absolute control over the physical, mental, and spiritual health. Um, Faith is being in His Word, studying it, and doing it. And, you know, um, it was, again, the Q&A was as good, if not better, even than the the teaching. And and Alicia, on purpose, kept her teaching short because she had a feeling that the Q&A, people would ask questions um, that she could answer maybe a little bit better offline. And so if you weren't here, you missed out. Um, But maybe next year, you know, after I've been begging you guys, please come in person um, because... Otherwise, you miss out on so much. It was really kind of a a cool thing when um, one of the questions was, because she had both of her teenage, well, no, one's not a teenager anymore. She's older and then a teenager. Um, Her two daughters sitting in the front row. And one of the questions was, um, how did you guys react when you found out? And uh, Leisha was sweet enough and smart enough to direct the questions. Go ahead, girls, answer. And so the the girls answered for themselves. Um, They were shocked, um, upset. Their mom is a real health conscious, you know, physically fit woman. So it was like, why her? So they were just not understanding. Um, And yet it is what it is kind of thing. And so how can I help you? How as a family, because uh, you all everybody goes through it in the family. It's not just one person. The whole family um, is involved in this. And so to hear both girls uh, respond, uh, Marisha was cute because she said, "I was a little younger, so I didn't even know what cancer was." <laughs> What's cancer? And so as they
2: looked into it and and and. and She's what, 14 now, 13, 14?
3: I think so. She's getting grown, though, you know. She's starting to look more like a woman than a little girl, and it's starting to bug me, but it's okay. (laughs) Um, uh, But she said, uh, you know, as mom studied and, and enlightened them a little bit more, she was like, this could take my mom away. Hey, God, I need my mom, you know. And so she was a little more on the upset side, and yet you can tell, over these couple of years or so that um, not that they're okay with it, but uh, they're, they're okay. And so as a family, they are really, really growing together. The glue for this whole family, I am so proud of him is her husband, Charles. He is amazing. Um, When I first met them, here's a, And they listen to the show, I'm sure, sometimes. But when I first met them, I thought, wow, I don't know. He's a little quick on the answer kind of stuff, you know. Um, But he's an amazing, amazing guy. puts You know that putting others ahead of himself? That's who he is. And uh, I really love this family. But he's the guy.
2: You know, we need to hear from people who are going through things. You know, Paul writes in Second Corinthians that we serve the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our trials and troubles, so that we can comfort others with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. And um, you know, cancer and, and just generally health problems and sickness is something that we're all afraid of. Yeah. And you you, you know, it's easy to say, yeah, I'm ready for it, I trust the Lord. But when it happens, Mm-mm. it changes things, yeah. um, um, and 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 so they, they obviously they have a lot to contribute. We learn and grow from experiencing their walk by faith through these kinds of difficult issues, and um, I was real proud that she was able to share. I, mm-hmm. She's very private, mm-hmm. and and I know. Yeah, it's, I think it's you let the world
3: thing. know that you know he has this answer before. She did, but it's okay.
2: But she didn't tell me not to. I
3: (laughs) I know, but
2: I just I thought it was something where everybody was they were going through and everybody knew about. But anyway, she said, "Well, no, I told God that that whenever it was time, you'd let me know." And so, Pastor On, it was time. It was time. You let people know. So, Mm -hmm. but it gave her an opportunity to share from from the heart. And you know, one of the from as a pastor, one of the really good things is that. Now there are people who will look back and say, you've had cancer for this whole time mm-hmm. and you're still full of joy and you're still with the Lord. She's a semi-regular at our Saturday morning prayer and se- only semi because she lives far away, but she's a semi-regular to Saturday morning prayer. And, and uh, there's just a lot of people who didn't know mm-hmm. and would never have guessed. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's the kind of testimony that, that brings a lot of glory to God.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing that she said all the way back to the beginning, because, um, She was single for so long, you know, and and she would always be like the bridesmaid and never the never the bride, you know. And her mom said, baby, you pray for the man God has and wait. You know, sometimes we jump and pick our own and And sometimes. Yeah, lots of times. But mom's wisdom was spectacular (laughs) because had she just jumped and chosen some other guy, would he have been as faithful as this one? And so she prayed and she waited and met her lifetime love. I'm so proud of him. I've said that several times, right? Um, But he's the guy.
2: We're coming up to the end of the first half of the program. The phones have been quiet. We love your live calls and questions. 340-9585. Ladies, this is a day that could be set aside particularly for you. Uh, 340-9585. This is the date day edition of The Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. We've got two minutes to take a break, and then we will be back on AM 630, The Word.
1: back to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877 kslr now here's pastor ron arbaugh
2: welcome back to the day the edition of the program three four zero ninety five eighty five for your live calls and questions paula what's next okay so because we've been talking
3: about you uh, not joy but sweet summer devotions just so the ladies know, we now are taking a three-week break, and we will not be back.
2: That's our get-adjusted-to-a-new-school-schedule You're not kidding.
3: <laughs> You're not kidding. And and most of the ladies with their kids are like, oh, my goodness, yeah." You know? So three-week break, we will be starting up in Judges again on September 9th.
2: And you'll be teaching the first study back?
3: Yes. Yeah. Uh, chapter 9, verses 22 to
2: the end. So it's a different format is we we just are verse by verse study through the Bible where the ladies will be doing it and um, you're invited to come to that. But remember, there's a break until September the Um mm-hmm. okay. yeah. uh,
3: And then uh, between now and then the Saturday before that Monday, the ladies are having something here that's different. We're having a women's conference instead of our women's luncheon or women tea, women's tea, whatever you want to call that. Um, it's going to be from eight thirty until four. Now that sounds like a long day for some, when they're used to, you know, ten thirty to two thirty. So it's it's a little longer, yes. Um, but we're going to have, a, um, and so I'll be moderating that. And I, you know, I'm sure if the Lord gives me anything to say I'll, I'll against the date and time questions. again, the date will be um, Saturday, September seventh, eight thirty to four, right here at. Calvary Chapel, San Antonio. Um, It's $15. um, Well worth it. And please come. Don't be shy. Dress code? Dress code is whatever you want to wear. Casual (laughs) or dressy, it doesn't matter. Just come with your heart right and ready to... day
2: casual be better.
3: Casual is good. A lot of times (laughs) I wear maybe a a dress or... uh, if I wear slacks, sometimes I'll wear flip-flops. But I got some new favorite shoes that are, they can be casual or dressy. I'll probably wear those. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's going to be a great time. And the, and the theme is brand new from Ephesians 4. Where? where put on the new you, you know, let that old, old nature go. And we're going to have um, at the beginning four skits. And we'll have a little skit and then a teaching on the few verses. And then another skit and the teaching on the few verses. Um, And for the ones that I'm in, that battle that we have between flesh and spirit, because I have like the the Holy Spirit whispering in one ear, and I have the unholy spirit yelling in the other one. And so that battle for our minds and our hearts is really real. And so uh the skits are so well written i can't say well acted yet but well written that
2: <laughs> yeah the ladies will be the judge of that, huh? <laughs>
3: you bet um, uh, they're so well written that if we do our job right that you'll be able to see that every day battle of flesh and spirit and you can win it you know
2: and now you're you're 67 years old. Yes. Been a pastor's wife for 20 You still have a battle between flesh and spirit? Oh, my goodness.
3: Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I have that battle going, and it's just me at the house alone. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, that battle continues. And we'll...
2: I thought being a pastor's wife would have cured you of that.
3: You know, that used to be kind of a pressure. That's why I was <laughs> <laughs> thinking, what in the world, Lord? Why would you call him to be a pastor? You know who he's I'm, married I'm to. I'm going
2: to ruin somebody's life. You huh? know
3: that's right. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Remember that lady? She, I had she had called me over for counseling, and then the next day or two, I hear the ambulance, and I said, "I bet you it's for her." And sure enough, it was. <laughs> you remember that? I was like, "Oh, it's something I said," you know, but that wasn't it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I sure did think that at the beginning. Yeah. Well, we can't mess up people, Paul. Yeah. God, God's got them in his hands.
3: They already messed up. They're already messed up on their own. Well, <laughs>
2: they, they can jump in the same hand that we can jump into. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's on your heart?
3: I have another list that I want the audience to pray for. So I'm going to list it.
2: This is just like all newsy information. Now. This
3: is good newsy information, though, baby. Okay, the pregnancies here because we've been praying for people for a long time. Um, and and one I'll, I won't say because I don't know. So, Ariana and AJ, any prayer there? They should be coming soon by the looks of, of Ariana. <laughs> <laughs> I know she won't mind me saying that. Alicia and Blake, they already have two little boys who are praying for a girl. Wouldn't she be adorable? Oh, my goodness.
2: She would look just like the other two because they look exactly the same.
3: Yeah, and that would be perfect only yeah. with little a hair do and the hair bows and stuff, how cute would that be? Olivia and Ricky, and they know it's a girl. Um, Daniel and Jessica. I'm My laughing. baby Daniel, man.
2: I'm laughing at Jessica. I saw her Sunday. Uh-huh. I said, so, how are you doing? How are you feeling? How's the pregnancy? And she goes, thank God we're past the first trimester, so she's not sick anymore. <laughs> And she just <laughs> I laughed so hard oh, I love that girl. She is
3: perfect. She's perfect for Daniel, perfect for that their family. You know, Paula perfect. called
2: him baby Daniel man. She's been he, he, we we've had him all, his whole life. Oh
3: yes. Since and he was like what, nine, a, I think. Yeah, he
2: nine. Before that I think, but but he was she she was Daniel baby back yeah, then and da- as he grows yeah. up. So now he's, he's married man yeah. and gonna be daddy.
3: It's 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 baby. Daniel, baby, man, Daniel, baby, married man, soon to be a daddy. That's my name for him. Daniel, baby, married man, soon to be a daddy. And then, well, I won't say these two because they're, you know, in that. And then one already gave birth. So and then the ones who are away that we've been praying for and the Lord, you know, moves them on to other places. So we don't really get to see, you know, their progression and these babies born. But. Amy and Brandon Hawkins in Hawaii and then Megan and Samuel in um Alaska and Melody and and Dennis. They're getting ready to have their second one. And so I'm really excited for them. So can I can I tell the ones I want prayer for?
2: You just did, didn't you?
3: No, they have they're pregnant. I'm talking about the ones who wanna be Oh sure. Good. Michi and Nellie, pastor our 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 high school pastor. And his wife, Elizabeth and Andreas, Victoria and Tyler, Christiana and Isaac, Lauren and Dylan. They would all be awesome parents, and they they want to have babies. And I'm just uh, some of these girls have gone through really taking a serious uh, turn to getting healthy so that they can carry. And um, yeah, so. Anyway, God's got it all. And so thank you all for praying with me. And
2: Now, I think without names, we can also share that we had a, a lady who the doctors told her miscarried. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, that, that's a real sad time um, for those of you in the audience who've, who've um, struggled through miscarriages. You know how painful it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a, a month and a half goes by. And she's still feeling it strange and they go in and she's still pregnant. Mm-hmm. So it was like, almost like Isaac being being figuratively raised from the dead yeah. because this was a baby that they grieved over and said goodbye to. Mm-hmm. And now that that baby, no, no, there's a little teeny heartbeat and we can see it. And, mm-hmm. and so, uh, um, you know, those are the kind of things you shake your head and say, how could an OBGYN miss that? Yeah. How could they misdiagnose yeah. that? And the, the, the the joy of the Lord comes flooding back mm-hmm. into their hearts. So.
3: Yeah. Hey, babe, school's getting ready to start. You've been here in your office in the building, pretty much kind of secluded. It's been no quiet. No noise and stuff. And, you know, we need to pray too because when. They come back. They're they're kind of like little germ factories, and the whole building kind of <laughs> gets sick for a minute. But man, I'm I'm excited for them. And and you, they, they've been praying this would be the best Jesus year ever. You know, for the most part, our staff stays the same, but you got a couple of new people that have come on board. And, um, yeah, I think they're looking for it.
2: And we actually have a, a, another young lady who graduated from school here who is starting as a teacher, Vicki. Yeah. Um, um, uh, you know, that just does my heart so much good. This is our 20th year of our free school. Yeah. And it's, you know, you talk about Mission Impossible. And, and uh, w- you know, we started it. People didn't think it would last six months. And this is our 20th year, and God has provided. And we get to see these kids grow up, and we get to see them get married and have their babies. And, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's just a, a, a wonderful blessing Uh, it's hard yeah you know money is always like trying to get our head above water (laughs) uh, and we can never quite get our head above water but Mm -hmm. um, it's just a privilege to be able to see god's hand move over a period of 20 years to do something that that nobody else is doing and i mean this literally in in the christian world nobody else is doing it you and i were listening to a uh, a, a radio commercial uh, on on uh, when we were driving to the hospital today. Mm-hmm. And it was a commercial for a Christian school. And they were giving a special, sort of like a used car dealer. You know, uh, if you sign up now, then you can get a $6,500 per year tuition for $4,000. All you have to do is sign up now, go to the website and, and all that. And all I could think of, Paula, is, is we who are Christians ought to be embarrassed that we do things like the world, how dare a church, what you've received freely, give freely, Jesus said, how can we possibly look at somebody in our church body? Now, not all schools are from, are only for the kids that go to that church. Certainly ours is not. But uh, how, how can you look at a, a, at a Christian family or even an unbelieving family? We have unbelieving families in, in that, that bring kids to, to our school. Mm-hmm. How can you look at them and say, well, you know, our tuition is pretty expensive for for one kid, $6,500 a year. Or we'll give you a special and $4,000 a year if you sign up now. How can you do that when you're looking at them and you know they can't afford it? How can you say no to somebody who wants a Christian education and yet... The way people do school here, they run it like a business. And again, I get that. I really understand the logic behind it. But but uh, let me challenge you. pastors who are listening. we got a lot of pastors that listen to this program. Ask God what he wants you to do with his money, with his people, with his resources. And it's just inconceivable to me that there is another church, another pastor in this country that is asked by God to give something away for free for the kids just for no other purpose than investing in their future. Yeah. And what we have seen over twenty years of our school now is the hand of God move continually. Uh and and you know, we could have charged money, we could have done what everybody else is doing. But if we'd have done those things, we'd have missed out on all the things that God wanted to do and and, of course, we never would have dreamed.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And we got a lot of kids who come here who go to other churches,
2: like you're saying. And the Lord kind of... And those churches are bigger and wealthier. Well, any church is wealthier than us. <laughs> but, but, you know, big, huge churches, some of them prosperity churches, where money, if they just had enough faith, according to their theology, should never be an issue. Mm-hmm. And And yet they charge... Prices, I understand education's expensive. Believe me, I understand it's yeah, you expensive. Do, yeah. It costs us just as much as it costs the other schools, mm-hmm. and yet for twenty years God has provided, and uh, and and we've been the beneficiaries of sort of walking through those dry places with Jesus coming out the other side and saying, "Oh Lord, we knew you were always there the whole time."
3: Yeah, we were sweating, but it's all right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sorry for the <laughs> whining. But- <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, <laughs> let me be really honest with, with the audience here, Paula. For, for 20 years, I've done a lot of whining. I live with you, I know. Yeah, I mean, Lord... It's okay. I don't know how much longer we can make it. Mm-hmm. Jesus, we need so much. Mm-hmm. Jesus, we're so behind. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yes. And, um, and, and
3: I know for a fact that for some of that whining, it wasn't whining about, uh, God, why haven't you? It's not that. No. It's It's been, Lord... Is it me? Am I doing something? And so you kept constantly checking your heart because again, I know you, even before you became saved, you still had a heart for people and when you couldn't pay them you'd rather not be paid so that they could have, and that's how that I, you have nightmares. Sometimes you don't even realize it, but you kind of moan in your sleep um, but I kind of know why you don't rest as well as you could or should. it, it's because you really have a heart for the people. And I, I, I thank God for that. Um, but that you want to check your heart to see, Lord, have I done something or should I be doing something different?
2: Um, and Paul, for years, and, and I've, I've grown out of this, but for years, I would go to bed at night praying that God would take me the same way he took Paul to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, um, not because somebody stoned me, <laughs> hopefully not, but but that he would take me to heaven uh, be, because what I needed to know was, Lord, did I make a mistake? Mm-hmm. You know, it's so hard because we don't have what we seemingly need to have. Mm-hmm. And we look back on 20 years and we've had what we needed. Yeah, We're, we're still standing and we never had a, a minute's thought of closing the school or anything else. But... And the same thing is true with Malta Medical and Mana House and the other stuff that we do. But um, you know, you you just get that place where, Lord, I don't want other people to suffer because I did something dumb. You know that that line between faith and being foolish sometimes <laughs> is really, really, really thin. Yeah. And um, there's lots of times when when I cross that line and and uh, I just okay, Lord, I'll. I'll tell everybody I was a dummy. I'll tell everybody I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. But just tell me, I want to do your will, Lord. Yeah. And uh, the the Lord would respond uh, by saying the same thing year after year. Keep walking. Keep walking. Just keep walking. And, and uh, so I'd say, Lord, take me to heaven. Show me if I'm doing the right thing or show me if I made a bad decision. Mm-hmm. And um, one day you look up, it's 20 years later, you're starting a 20th year of a free school. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing to see the hand of God. Yeah,
3: and it's what you always say. You don't have to be right if your heart is right. Because the Lord will do you like the Rubik's Cube. and twit, 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 Even if you were all messed up, he would twit, 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 and make it right. Um, yeah, because our heart is right. You
2: know, I don't know if it's true of women, Paula, as much, but we men, especially as leaders in our homes, uh, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be right. Oh, yeah, we do, too. And uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> we do. And I'm glad you said that, because one of the things I've tried to communicate to people for years here is that if your heart is right, you don't have to be right. Yeah. Just make sure your heart's right with God, and then He is the finisher of your faith. He who began a good work will be faithful to complete it. And so often we treat God like, well, I've got to finish this work. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you started it, but I'll take over from here, Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're so hard on ourselves instead of of just trusting that, that Jesus has us. You know, things don't have to make sense to us, and they rarely do. And um, I, I think if we get up in the morning and just say, Okay, Lord, I'm yours, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay with you, and wherever you go, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we'll do that, we're always in the safe place.
3: I'm thinking of Dr. Sheba, that's why I'm laughing if anybody can hear I was kind of laughing out under my breath because I'm thinking of Dr. Sheba <laughs> you know years ago, you know you have this vision of uh, a free medical clinic, and here they are and we're ready to go and they're praying, <laughs> they're praying. okay God, um, we're gonna we're gonna do this, but it makes absolutely no sense. And she already had gotten to the place of... You know, if it closes in two weeks and one person gets saved, then that makes sense. That, that's why God answered one person. <laughs> <laughs> we try to see that's what I'm saying. Well, our, our we faith, women try to figure it out too. Our faith is so weak. Huh? Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad, and yet, you know, I, I, for years the Lord has been so faithful, and I've been like you, you know, but maybe not as loud, or, you know, maybe not as openly. I don't know. You're here at the office, maybe you whining in your office, I'm at home, I'm winding in the house going, oh Lord, <laughs> what, what are we going to do? <laughs> you know. And then he comes through and then it's like, from what are we going to do to God is good, God is good, God is good. He didn't bring us out this far to take us back again. Pastor Ron, guess what? I went online because, you know, uh, Sam said, you better order your shirt before the 11th. So I went on like the 9th and got my shirt. I didn't get one. I got two <laughs> with the 20-year logo. I'm going to be wearing my shirts proudly, not in an arrogant sort of way, but in a way where look what God did. Look what God did. Um, it's been kind of an amazing phenomenon as well because we I've seen people who used to come here a long time ago that are returning, and we're still here. There's a couple of the kids who went to the school with their arms crossed, mad at their parents because their parents made them get up and come to school every day. And now some of them same said kids want their kids to come to this school for the same reasons they didn't want to be here. Amazing. And so God is good. He knows what he's doing. He's in control. And he's like, just do what I tell you to do, Pastor Rob. I got a purpose. Just like he told them. You walk around that, that wall, and on the seventh day, boom, shout, and something's going to fall down. Just do what I tell you to do. <laughs> it's going to work out.
2: <laughs> Paula, we, we're inside three minutes, so I, uh-huh. I, we, don't, we never intend this program to be about Calvary Chapel, San Antonio. Um, anything you want to share from your heart in the last less than three minutes now that we have?
3: You know, it's not supposed to be about Calvary Chapel, even in our discussion. This is all God. If you hear him tell you to do something, and the only people I can really talk about is you and me, basically. Dr. Sheba and, and Peter, our pastoral staff, um, the people at Manor House. I mean, Manor House. Misty heard from the Lord to continue doing this, having a home for troubled ladies. Just listen listen. And do what he tells you to do. Um,
2: And then you think, well, how how is that ever going to come to fruition in a poor church? And 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 that's just, Misty stepped up to the call. She came and shared the vision with me. And uh, God gave us a house. Yeah. To to, to
3: do it. That's not Calvary Chapel. That's God. That's all glory to God. And he just knew he could trust somebody. Again, was she right? I don't know. But her heart was sure right. And... She'd been sharing the love of Christ with those ladies coming in and out ever since. And the the family that has grown out of this church for a manor house and the ladies that come in there, that's still all, all glory to God. So, I, I, I you know, I, can, I can't talk about other churches because I'm not there, um, but I can sure talk about this one and this family. I love this family that God has blessed us with and the gifts that he's given. And we are not stingy with our gifts. We got joy of Jesus coming up. We got joy of Jesus coming up. And the buzz, you can feel it, the excitement in this body That's, that the Lord has brought a group of people together who are doing something different, um, just giving everything away.
2: Yeah, we, we got a phone call today from the SAPD, and they gave us another 40 bikes.
3: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Poor Gail. Oh, yeah. Where is she going to put all of those in her yard? They already got.
2: But, you know, when when you give away bikes downtown to homeless population, um, you might as well give them a Cadillac. I mean, it's, it's just great things. So.
3: God said he will grant us favor to the people. Um, when we want to give, other people want to get
2: on board. Thank you guys so very much. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. You've been listening to the date day edition of the program. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at a.m. 630, The Word, at 4 o'clock. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye.
1: Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arball The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio.